Today's episode is brought to you by the Southern Living Plant Collection. To view our plant collection, find a retailer near you, or buy online, visit southernlivingplants.com. From around the world, across the nation, and up your street, it is I, Steve Bender, the Grumpy Gardener. Welcome to the new podcast from Southern Living, Ask Grumpy. One of my foremost goals as a grumpy gardener is to have all of my fans be able to grow gardens that are just as beautiful as mine. I'm here with my co-host, Nella McGuff. Hey, Steve. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. You know, I just had a problem at home. I went to my dermatologist. I had to have this big mole taken off of my neck. You know, I don't know how it got there. I mean, I woke up and there it was and it just wouldn't let go. So I'm so glad because I was very uncomfortable sleeping. Are you sure it wasn't a tick? No, this thing was like about three inches long and a big claws and everything. Yikes. You know. Well, that's too much information. Let's get on to our question. You don't want to let things go, Lou. I uh, always go to the doctor. I know. Well, good for you. Yeah, he's a molologist. (laughs) All right. Here's our question of the week. We live in Zone 8 and have a vegetable garden. My greens, lettuce, Swiss chard, etc. Always taste bitter. What am I doing wrong? Okay, first, let's start with the Zone 8 thing. This is part of the USDA, the United States Agriculture Department, and they separate the country into growing zones. It basically goes in the United States from Zone 3, which is right up on the Canadian border, and it goes all the way down to 10, which is like the tip of Florida. If you look at these bands that go across the United States, they tell you about what is the lowest temperature you're going to experience during the winter. And so if you know what zone you're in, you know how soon you can plant things and how long they're going to last before winter comes along and kills them. So if you are in zone eight, that means you are in the mid to lower south. We're here in Alabama. That's what we're in. So it tells you basically that uh, your last frost is going to be right around Easter every year. Don't plant until Easter. And then it'll probably be at the end of October. So that tells us what our growing season is. It also tells you that our summers are hot. So if you are planting things that are cool weather vegetables, like the ones that you mentioned, like lettuce and spinach or whatever, Swiss chard, and they're getting bitter. What that tells you is you probably planted them too late in the spring because they like cool weather. Once the temperature gets up in 75, 78 degrees, these cool weather greens, they get bitter. So I would say next time you can either plant this for the fall or because they also are really good as fall greens. But if you're planting in the spring, just make sure you plant them early enough so that they can mature before it gets warm. Even though there could be a frost or... Oh, these cool weather vegetables like chard and kale and mustard and all these other kind of things, they like frost. They actually get better tasting after they've had a frost on them. So that's why we typically here grow them really early, even before spring, and then we'll grow them also in the fall. Oh, okay. I hope that helps this person and she has some nice greens going forward. I hope so too, because that would just make my day. (laughs) Well, good. Thank you, Steve. Oh, you are so welcome. 
Create the perfect outdoor living space for your lifestyle with Southern Living Plants. Southern Living Plants bloom bigger for longer and offer foliage as stunning and healthy as the flowers. They grow more compactly so they fit your outdoor spaces. And you can prune less and enjoy more. Dig the good life with Southern Living Plants. View my favorites at plantsbymail.com forward slash Grumpy's Garden and enter Grumpy for an exclusive Grumpy Gardener listener discount. Howdy. Happy Saturday. Oh, happy Saturday to you too. And what, do you know what this is? Uh, radio, I think. <laughs> this is the tip of the week. The tip of the week. Oh, it must be important. <laughs> it's very important, and it's something that so many of us have in our yards. How to pick daffodils. Okay, this is a tip that I learned a long time ago when I was doing a story on daffodils, and I was visiting probably one of the premier daffodil growers in the United States, his name is Brent Heath, and he lives up in Gloucester, Virginia, right on the tidewater there. And he has a uh, daffodil farm there. He and his wife, Becky, have a really great bulb catalog that's easy to find on the web. It's Brent and Becky's Bulbs. So if you just Google that, it'll take you right there. And they have a catalog for spring bulbs and one for fall bulbs and all that sort of thing. We were doing a story up there taking pictures, and uh, he said, you know, the right way to pick a daffodil. I didn't know that it was a wrong way. He goes, well, everybody does it wrong. They just take their pruning shears out there, and they just clip it off. So on the bottom, you just see this hollow tube. And he says, that's not the way you should do it. He says, what you want to do is you want to reach down onto the base of the stem where it's coming out from the leaves and give it a little twist, and it snaps off and the bottom will be solid. And I said, well, what the heck do you want to do that for? What's the difference? He goes, because the way you cut the daffodil affects how long it's going to last in the vase. And if you reach down and snap it off versus cutting it off with the pruning shears, it'll last twice as long. So I said, you know, more people ought to know about this rather than just me. Absolutely. I did not know that, but I do remember that story in Southern Living. It was such a beautiful story. And yes. all those daffodils in their yard was amazing. Thousands and thousands. Yeah. And they, they even breed their own daffodils. So they have kinds that nobody else has. But again, good friend, old friend, Brent and Becky's bulbs, and they live in Virginia. So make sure that you get a copy, beautiful pictures, and lots and lots of daffodils in my backyard are just finishing up blooming, and they were beautiful this year. Great tip. As always, Steve, well, thank you. Well, yes, as always. <laughs> Y'all have a great Saturday. Yes. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to Ask Grumpy. This podcast airs every Wednesday and Saturday. If you have a question, you know where to find me. No question goes unanswered on the Grumpy Gardener Facebook page. Be sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. We'd love your feedback. Be sure to use words like brilliant, wonderful, and life-changing as often as possible. If you could rate this podcast and leave a review, that would make Grumpy very happy. You can also find us online at southernliving.com forward slash Ask Grumpy.